0: And a new storm. When I win
1: this war, Hello everybody the and thank you for joining us again today on Defining the Dash podcast. We have a special episode today, some special guests here with us in studio. Uh, today we're meeting with Brother Steve and Sister Carla Helton. Uh, some heroes of ours out of our church here at Keen Mountain, and we're so excited to to meet with them and and to have them share their testimony and some of the things that God has done for them. It's great to have y'all, brother Steve, sister Carla. Good to be here. Thank you. Here. And uh, so, first of all, let's let's just start out uh, back at the beginning, sharing a little bit of your testimony, maybe a little bit about your your upbringing and and how you. You came into came into church. Let me start.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. Whichever one of you want to go first. Well, I guess some of my best or earliest memories I can remember is uh, going to the Wilderness Tabernacle, which is what it's called now, on the mountain to church. It's where I can, uh, actually when I first started going up there, uh, Brother Ralph Shelton was the, was the pastor. And then a little after that i uh, can't remember all the details brother johnny smith took at church and it was really flourishing and i can remember being a boy uh seven or eight years old sitting on the front pew of the church mom and dad made me go faithfully and they did and i can remember the lord dealing with my heart uh, as a little feller all the way back then and i i pray then it's probably one of the biggest regrets I got in my life is that I didn't give my heart to the Lord uh, way back there would have saved me a lot of scars later on sure so I've been uh, I've been uh, going to church all my life Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night but I never gave my heart to the Lord till I was 18 years old <clears throat> And, it's, and i can i can't tell you how many times uh from the age of seven or eight till i was 18 that i've sat in the, ch- in the church under conviction the lord dealing with my heart so strong to pray and and what can i say i didn't do it oh, it's my regrets i didn't but uh, finally uh me and Carla had gotten together and that's pretty good story there but as far as us getting saved we had uh it's after we got married we came down here to church we'd go to johnny smiths over shorts gap part of the time and then other times we we's coming down here and we came one sunday morning with her mom and dad and brother jack keen was pastoring here then conviction fell in the service and he made an altar call and yeah Uh, he made an altar call and and, uh, we didn't come pray. And then it was about over with and Brother Harold Deal set about three pews or three or four pews back right over there uh, got up and he said uh, and I hope it wasn't true but it's what he said. He said I feel like somebody's getting their last call. Mm -hmm. Wow. He really did. and uh, It was very serious and and I still couldn't hardly break loose, uh, but my wife Carla did. I can remember uh, you know, me and her had just been married for a while and we sitting back there and, and she she finally got out of her pew and come to the altar. So when she did that, that really done something to me and, and I came onto the altar. And that was in April, no, it was in August 29th, 1982 was when it was, on a Sunday morning. That's when mm-hmm. we got saved here. So once she came and got got to the altar and uh, prayed, and then I came and we got saved, and uh wasn't a long prayer, couldn't tell you anything I said, mm-hmm. but I just know God got in my life after that, and he changed me, and he made a, made a new man, a different man out and i and i'll say you know we're over i wish i'd done it years before that absolutely yeah. what about you sister
1: carla i know you've just been anxious to speak
2: here
0: <laughs> Well, i want first of all say i'm mm-hmm. thankful for my Holiness heritage absolutely um i just had some names here i was going to mention um great grandparents cleveland hannah Keen. um I had some great aunts, Viney Boyd and Burgie King, Mae Van Dyke, a yes. uh, great uncle, Hufford King. You may have heard that name. And, uh, of course, uh, Jack King, you know, pastored here. Um, and I, there was some other people in my life. I, I won't mention them first. I guess Ronnie and Carol Matney. Yeah. They really encouraged me. And uh, Minnie Hess yes. helped me pray through the Holy Ghost. And Zane Childers, when oh, okay. I was having my fretting times and worrying and he'd tell me you can't stop that bird from flying over your head he said but uh he said you can keep it from nesting there and uh but anyhow uh when i was born um my mom and dad moved to ohio and we stayed out there probably around uh, she said something like 10 years and uh but my dad you know had been to church here when he was a young boy and everything so he had that instilled in him and we went out there and they said they went to a baptist church for a little while you know and you know she said mom said they were trying to be sincere had me out there and then when um my dad i think he got really under conviction too and we moved back here and it was in the 70s and uh i can remember my grandma um Uh, Tiny Matney and Vern was my grandma and grandpa on on dad's side and she would encourage me and she'd fuss at me and (laughs) She'd tell me, you know one time in particular. She pointed her finger at me And she said I fear for your life And you know, it just really tore me up and I brought this Bible down here today because Nobody can see it out there, but this is a special Bible My mom gave me this in 1980, and I was under conviction so bad, and I know I'm kind of scattered. um, Oh, you're doing great. um, And the Lord just was dealing with me, and he dealt with me from a little girl. I can still remember being a little four-year-old girl and just knowing the power of the Lord, you know, just knowing he's real. That's one thing I can say for any mother out there. If you'll tell your children that, heaven is real, that's what my mom would tell me, and hell is real, and I would think about that. And um, it, it just really, it really got to my heart. But anyhow, my mom gave me this Bible, and I didn't really read it, but I carried it around with me, and I put it in my bedroom, and I had it in my car, and every time I'd even look at it, I'd, I just felt like I'd get under conviction. And back in them days, um, we had the TV preachers and stuff, I would, I would hear, uh, Billy Graham, or whoever, can get under conviction. But, like he said that morning, me and him, we had gotten married and uh, in April, and with that little space of time, I was just under terrible conviction. Just uh, the Lord dealing with my heart. I knew what I needed. I knew what I needed. And I wanted so bad to do it but you know how young people are I would think about the things that I was supposed to do as a Christian and I think I can't do that right but Mm -hmm. but I knew I knew what I really needed and that morning I come in here and and when he said the Holy Ghost fell and brother Harold wasn't just up here he was running all over this church house and Mm -hmm. and just really you know he I don't know if you boys do you remember him, Brother yeah. Chad? Mm-hmm. He'd sit on the altar. He'd show his knees how God healed him. Mm-hmm. One would be real long, and one was kind of short. But then when he walked, he was well. He could walk straight. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, that just that just got into my heart that morning, and I do remember wanting him to pray with me. I kept right. thinking, I want my husband to go too. Mm-hmm. We were young, and i asked him once and he's like no and i thought i'm doing this for me and i can't wait until he comes i have to do this i just felt like i was gonna die that morning or something i I was so upset and and i Mm -hmm. feel like
2: when i got up out of
0: my seat i feel like the lord just saved me right then is how i felt Mm -hmm. i felt like i floated up to the front of the church and i did get down and i did pray um But I feel like he saved me back there at my seat, really, you know. And it's the best life. I don't, uh, I I do wish, like he said, I wish I had done it earlier. Mm -hmm. I really do. I have some scars in my life. But, uh, you know, God forgive me of all that. And he Mm -hmm. forgot it all. And if I can tell any young person, it's the best thing you'll ever do. And if I could tell any mom or grandma or whoever, it's the if you've never served the Lord one day in your life, it's the best life if you'll give your heart to the Lord and start right today, just start right today living for him. And I, I don't regret serving him. And it's been, it's been the best thing that we ever did and I ever did. And I'm so glad I took my children to church, or we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had them in this Christian school. Um, our, all of our children graduated from Key Mountain Christian Academy and I'm so thankful for that and for their education. I'm thankful for all all the things the Lord's done in my life. And
1: a lot of names in there that that meant a lot in our lives as well. Mm-hmm. I know uh, you know your mom and dad and brother Zane and sister Geraldine have always been my holiness grandparents. Mm -hmm. Uh, We called uh, Zane and Geraldine, brother Zane, sister Geraldine, pappy and granny. I seen her today, and I was running up. I was like, "Hey, granny!" You know, they've they've always uh, many times I went up and sat on the back porch or in the wood shop or under the grapevines with brother Zane, and Mm -hmm. just let Mm -hmm. him counsel me. I guess you know, talk to me, and um, then you know, I used to spend the night with your mom and dad all the time with Keith, and um, you know, they were. They were precious. They were, they were those uh, holiness grandparents that I just didn't have. My, none of my grandparents went to church, and so just the love and, and the acceptance that they showed me was—they mm. were—they were special folks. And, um, but like you talked a little bit about our school and and things s- since being saved, what ministries ha- have you all had the opportunity to be involved in? <clears throat> well,
2: I could talk a half hour about that. <laughs> uh, I knew she could, too. Yeah. I guess my first ministry, of course, uh, like I said, we got saved in 82. It was probably five years before I got the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I, said, I, I haven't got that exact date. Uh, it was when Brother Gary Edenfield was actually in then and came here. and He had a ministry of, People getting the Holy Ghost under him, and he was actually preaching a meeting for us. Is when I got the Holy Ghost. I can't say you, uh, if, if you're going to have a ministry, you need the Holy Ghost to help. Yes, you. Sir, yeah. Mm-hmm. But once I got the Holy Ghost, his uh, brother Ronnie Matney, I guess, uh, got me involved in, in teaching Sunday school classes where I first started at. <clears throat> That's probably, best I could tell, I got a commentary he gave me. It was uh, Christmas, December 1989, so I know I was teaching Sunday school with, with him at that time. But he just felt like I needed to be in that class, and I didn't want to do it, just to be honest with you. I was just backwards and everything, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but he stayed after me, and he'd get me up. Come up and teach. I can even remember one Sunday here where I was actually uh, kind of avoiding him in the church because I knew he was going to ask me to teach it that next Sunday. But I just had something I had to overcome. I just uh, uh, A lot of people do kind of backwards. And, uh, but from that, you know, Brother Ronnie, I guess I, was, I already had realized he was going to be leaving the church here and he was wanting me in that class teaching. So of course, Brother Andy was involved in that, and so I—that's when I started teaching Sunday school. And I probably spent thirty some years at that, and that was at, up till now. That's probably been the most memorable and uh, the ministry that I've done. I felt like was the Lord used me the most at. If I could say it that way, mm-hmm. and the most fulfilling, looking at men like you two and mm-hmm. uh, and Nathan and a whole slew of others that I taught in Sunday school, that I see you all are still, still in church and working for God, right. and I rejoice in that, uh, thinking maybe I had just a, a small part in that. You had a big part mm-hmm.
1: in that. <laughs> you really did.
3: Steve, I've got a lot to ask
2: you. You know, I was in your
3: class, and Brother Chad was, Brother Nathan was. Of us three, which was your favorite? Oh, my. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. No pressure. No, no, just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> Now,
1: I might give him 10 extra minutes here. We <laughs> Let's man. go on.
3: Let's go on, Brother Chad. Let's go on. <laughs> My wife's going to be listening on this maybe, so. <laughs> but but let's I, just could, go out.
2: <laughs> I could talk all day just about Sunday school and, and different things that happened in that class over the years. It was wonderful. It was mm-hmm. a wonderful experience. Well, now
1: I can tell you, I, over the years, I have grown uh, a better appreciation for you all simply since we became teachers. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. You really don't realize the the burden and the responsibility and and all that goes into if you take it to, to teaching a Sunday yeah. school class, right? Um, you know when you when you see someone else doing it, you, you maybe, you know, if you, if if somebody's really not prayed about it that much, they can go, like, well, I could do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's really a whole lot more to it behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and yeah. and it, it it's just. Um, I, over the years since we since i've been teaching um and i've it's hard to believe but i've probably got 15 years in teaching now yeah, up there. Yeah. and um mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's it's really caused me to to really go back and look at the burden you all had and mm-hmm. and things that when you was teaching us and uh, and all the time and the effort you put into us, and 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 made me appreciate that even more.
2: And uh, yeah, we, uh, me and Carla both took it very seriously. We uh, she taught you know the girls, and I had the teenage boys, and it was uh, we try to keep, you know, we teach every other Sunday, mm-hmm. like you all do. Mm-hmm. So we try to keep our Sunday, to, so we'd have a have a weekend and you know we could be to do things together but right it just kind of got to be an ongoing thing at the house with our girls you know they would they would ask us hey are you they'd ask are you all teaching are y'all teaching this sunday <laughs> mm-hmm. or they would say do you all have to teach this sunday and i'd say no we get to teach this sunday That's but, right. it's a privilege. They, mm-hmm. but our, our girls we brought them up and they knew when it was Monte Carla's Sunday that we was going to teach that most of Saturday was going to be spent studying and praying and preparing for that. No. And uh, but the more you put into a ministry like it, the more will come out of it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Now, sister, sister Carla,
1: I know you you taught in uh, you taught the 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 girls uh, Sunday school class, the young ladies, and you also taught in the school here. Uh, when when did you about when was it you started in those
0: Um, actually in about best I've got it figured in 85 or 86 is I started out with the toddler kids when I actually started and I stayed in there for a little bit and um, then I moved up with him when they had both classes were together at one time the, the team and, and I stayed there for just a little while and then um I've got I found wrote down nineteen eighty seven is when I went in with the teen girls and he put Sister Merlin and myself together in there and uh we taught together I guess around fifteen years and um but you know, then I stayed on until two thousand eighteen and um and we have had some wonderful, wonderful Sunday school classes. Yes. I had a lot of times in there with Sister Marilyn, and you know, we'd take mm-hmm. turn about teaching, and she had the heart for those kids she and did. those girls, and we, we told them our heart. Um, we tried our very best to teach them what was right, and we just tried to teach them about being a lady, and and just so many different things, you know, and, and trying to, to see them pray through and get saved, and we'd have shouting times in our class. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it could be. It was wonderful. I mean, we, we had a really good time in there, and uh, I mean, I had your wife Rebecca yes. in there. I mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. Leanna and and um, your Rebecca mm-hmm. <laughs> had her in there. We've just seen all kinds of them grow up and become wonderful young ladies, and um see them. It's very fulfilling. Yeah, I, I we. That. I guess yeah. one of my things that I always talked about was you know who picked, who you know who you're going to pick to get married and. Uh-huh. I tell him, you know, I wanted to see him get a good one, and and uh, who you know. who
1: ever thought that how important, like what you was talking about, what it meant to be a young lady and and what it meant to be a young man mm-hmm. would ever be so important as what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, it has become so much more than important even today than, than than what it was then, and and it was an important thing then to be a yeah. holiness young lady and a holiness yeah. young man, and. Um, they, uh, I can remember like you, like you were saying, so many times when we would be leaving, maybe leaving our classroom, and hearing y'all over there shouting and getting in. Or there was a few times I think y'all had some of the, the young preachers preach in our classroom, uh, Brother Travis Matney and uh, Brother Jeff Ward and and all the different ones. And I can remember, man, them just the mm-hmm. God, you know, spirit falling in there and just. We had a great time in Sunday School class. It wasn't just a, a routine of going up right. to socialize. It was we, we had service in there.
0: I really and, feel uh, like that. I I'd, I'd watch those girls be under a burden, and mm-hmm. well, I've watched some of them just get saved, yes. and then I've watched some just pray out their future. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they just they just didn't know what which way to go, and had so many decisions to make in college or or. What they were gonna do, and I mean, you could just watch
2: them, just pray it through. When we taught, we did, we never—I don't remember ever using any kind of Sunday school literature. We used the Bible; it's all we Mm -hmm. used. We prayed it out. Yep. Mm -hmm. I tried it. And (laughs) a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't want to tell this, but uh, we fasted often for Sunday school class. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I think we went for—I don't know how long. At least a, a day, a week, most of the year, for several years, we would we'd fast for Sunday school class and ask God to help us with it and study, and God blessed it, yeah. Yes, it did.
0: You were talking about school. I've, I can't really for sure remember what year I started, but... It, Best I can figure, I've probably been working up there at least 35, 36 years now helping. Wow. Mm -hmm. I've always just kind of been a a help to different ones, but I'm with first and second grade now, Sister Teresa Bird, and uh, we've watched all kinds of... It's amazing to see these kids now all grown up and, you know, the ones we've seen go through the school. uh,
1: I've told my wife over and over, when I... When I can remember sitting in the coal mines, and I, I felt like God was telling from me, telling me that that my wife and I was going to take the kindergarten class. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, I have no idea how that can work. Mm-hmm. You know, this the teaching here is on volunteer basis. I have to have an income to support my family. There's no way this is going to work. You know, and uh, it wasn't just a short time after that. I was me and her both were stepping in for Brother Robert and Sister Teresa, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he had just worked at all that. And now I can't imagine not having all of these kids in their life. You know, a lot of them um, call themselves my stepkids. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say I'm I'm his adopted kid. I'm his, ad-, and they'll compete. I'm I'm the first adopted. I'm the you know, mm-hmm. and I, I love them like they're my own. Sure. And I can't imagine now. And I'm sure y'all feel all the same way. So, me and Mark screwed this up. It's y'all's fault. You, <laughs> just, y'all help shape just, our lives. We're just, just patterning our lives after you guys. Yeah. So, you know, it's too late now, but we're gonna find out yeah. how you are. Y'all didn't let the cat out of the bag. You you told that, you know. Hey, but I look
2: at your all's lives.
1: Uh, I just uh, think it was worth it. Yeah. You. Well, you yeah, we appreciate because mm-hmm. I tell you, you you all. You all led a good a path before us, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Brother Mark, you won't take these next questions here. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've talked too much already.
3: Well, you, you have talked, brother. Yeah, but I, I enjoy your <laughs> I enjoy listening to you. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I'd, I'd like to go back and ask two questions related to some things statements you guys made. And Sister Carla, you mentioned that a lot of your time in the class was dealing with. Um, who the girls would pick to get married to, you know, and kind of thing, and different qualities they would need to look for. And Brother Steve, I remember, you know, talking about some to us, you and Brother Robert, fabulous teachers. And, yes, you know, if, if I feel like if I can be 10% as good as you guys were, you know I mean? I don't, I don't have to hit 25, but if I can hit 10%, I, you know, maybe the kids would get something. But that's something we deal with the class. We, we, we deal with the, a, a good man to be so that a good woman will come looking for you. You know, and then also looking for good women if you're a good guy. And so I guess my question to you with that in mind is what kind of qualities would teenagers be looking for, Sister Carla? Teenage girls if they're looking for a a good a good spouse in the future. Your recommendations?
0: Well, I always told the girls I said, get somebody that loves God. First, more than you, absolutely. That is key too. Make sure he's just really in love with the Lord, and he'll treat you right. And you know, that's I always always thought that was very important.
3: Absolutely, brother Steve.
2: I would say the same thing for a young man that was looking for a girl, Mm -hmm. and find him a girl that is loves God and is virtuous and pure
3: and she's a lady Yes. look at y'all's ministry over the years and lord knows I really feel like you guys were very successful in the ministry in school and in in the church and so I'd, I'd like to ask what do you think is the key to the success that you guys have had in both the school and in the church with dealing with kids and uh, teens and even younger Boy, children, toddlers.
2: That's simple. We get full of the Holy Ghost and I stay agree. full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Stay on fire for God.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yes. I say the same thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's solid. Yes, that's
2: fair. solid answers. Yes, it is.
1: Going back to what you were saying on the looking for a spouse, one thing I think it's important for us to push and this day and time, and I've got teenage kids now that are that are looking, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, if if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that comes to church, and they don't get in because you're in the church with them, they're afraid to raise their hands. That's probably not going to be a good fit. Yeah, no, it's not. You know, that's because not. that's just. <laughs> You know, if they're willing to be the one up front shouting, or they're willing to, you know, find your find your spouse at the altar. That's that's right. right. Um, yes. I think that's I think that's going to be the the best thing because if if they if they will push it aside just because you're in the building, what else are they going to push that aside for? You know. Right. And so, uh, if you are looking, young people, start looking around the altar. That's where you need to find your spouse at Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Brother Mark, I think our time has almost come and gone for this episode already. No way. We're just yeah. starting. I know. We may have to put three episodes out on this one. We to. Everybody stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. And Brother Steve and Sister Carla will be back with us again next week. And we'll go through uh, some more of their testimony and some of the things God has done in their life. Until then, keep on making it count. May God bless you. See you then.